You are listening to the Deep and Meaningful Conversations podcast. This is episode one. I am here with Tamwa and we are going to explore the concept of limiting beliefs and how they influence your life. Yes. And how important it is to reflect on our belief system to become free too. Do you think your belief system has an effect? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we can make like a New Year's resolution, New Year's is coming up, you can make like a goals, you can set as many goals as you like, but if you've got subconscious beliefs that are running, say from when you're a child, no, you can't do this, or you can't be that, or you can't, people, your color, your age, your, your sex can't do this, it actually does stick unless we do the work on ourselves or unless we become conscious, I believe. Yeah, because I'm aware that we're going into 2019, you know, it's December now of 2018 and I know a lot of people are going to be setting goals for 2019, but if they haven't done that work within themselves to clear out, like you were saying, the subconscious um, implants that have been placed there from parents and teachers and people that society, TV, that have been telling them, you know, that they can't do this in life because they need to do A, B, and C, is that gonna actually prevent them from achieving any goals that they set in 2019? Or is that something they should pay attention to? What what do you reckon? I think it's something that would be foundational. It's something to look at the soil that you wanna plant your ideas and your goals into first. Is it functioning soil? Is it healthy? Is it missing things? Does it need? Um, does it need to be turned over? Like soil can't just be left on its own; otherwise, it just becomes hard, and nothing can grow in it. It's a bit like us. Yeah, I mean, talking about soil and growth, do you think it's necessary to actually set goals, or can you just tap into who you are and express that? Because I'm really on this pathway of self-discovery. And I'm wondering is that if you, I'm wondering if, is it really about setting goals or is, it about, or is it about stripping away the goals and finding who you are inside and expressing that core self? And when you do that, you, you're actually expressing what you want to be in life. Perhaps it's about both. Mm. Maybe it's not either or. Maybe it's not like, oh, maybe it's finding for each individual circumstance, there's not one one like sticker that we can just chuck on top and go, this is how it's done, A, B, C it, done. Like, we I have mean, to do you have any examples in your life where a limiting belief has prevented you from chasing one of your goals or following your intuition? Or Yeah, I can think of, um, I used to drive past this school of mm. audio engineering for years in the town that I lived in and I kept thinking oh it would be good to learn like the language of how to be able to interact with other people other musicians especially because it's quite a male-dominated industry and I just drove past that school every day well not every day every other day and I'd just go in a loop Mm. like oh no I can't do it I've got to work I've got to do this I've, I've made all these excuses why everything else was so important and at the same time I'm still a musician 
trying to speak a language with um, and get things done with a lot of men that have this knowledge of this language or don't have the knowledge of the language but um, kind of band together which was quite interesting and I found that that my putting everything else thinking that it was more important was part of a self-sabotaging belief mm. And when I decided to finally just go to that school and just give it a go, I went on from doing one course to the next course to a bachelor's. So, and I don't want to be a sound engineer, but you know, it gave, it's given me the ability to talk to, to feel confident within myself, to be able to talk to other people um, in the industry and also break the mold of it being so male driven. Yes, yeah, so you had you had a limiting belief. You saw how, you saw how it affected you because you went past the school every so often. You had these self sabotaging thoughts of, you know, oh, it's a male dominated world. Don't bother. I've got other things to do anyway. So you're making excuses, but then you overcame that yeah. self sabotaging um, or those self sabotaging thoughts which are limiting yourself, and you went to get a degree in sound engineering. So now you have access to that world if you want to be a part of that world that's right and what i found when i dug deeper into like when i started to reflect on what is that self-sabotaging mm. what is what, what's the seed of that uh, it came from a belief that i wasn't smart enough intelligent enough oh uh, yeah which is interesting not smart enough i can definitely resonate with that there's times when i've done teaching work in london i've worked as as a supply teacher i've worked in primary schools as a teaching assistant yeah right. and there's times when I say to myself I'm not good at maths so I can't help the children with the maths and I would always try to avoid the times when I'm being called upon to help them with their maths <laughs> <laughs> so I was limiting myself you know because there was you know I do struggle with maths I'm not going to lie but it's not as bad as I actually think it is because yeah. at times when I work out equations without even thinking too much about it so it's it's when i say to myself oh you can't i write myself off and say i definitely can't do that and i'll try to offshoot the work to probably the main teacher in the classroom and say i'll just ask so and so to help you with that one or just put an x there and he's going to help you with that one when it comes to outsource. english <laughs> i'll outsource the, the work the assistance when it comes to you know english i'm happy to help so I'm happy to help when it's something that I don't feel there's, a, there's an issue or a struggle with, you know, because, and that's down to my limiting beliefs on myself and my ability, you know, and it's breaking through that, you know. Where does that come from? Do you know, like, did you I don't know what it, I don't know where it actually come from, to be honest with you. I just, since in secondary school and in primary school, I always in maths i used to i used to copy my fellow <laughs> i used to copy my fellow students <laughs> in maths at times and i did actually find it quite um challenging but it's also because i've i've not shared this with you but i have a learning difficulty i'm dyslexic and i think that that has an impact on and i didn't find that i was dyslexic until i did a course in university but looking back, I can see that I needed extra support in certain subjects. Mm -hmm. I actually did need extra support in some subjects to kind of 
comprehend some of the uh, the context or some of the subject matter of the maths of the equations and try to understand you know what's been demanded of me I found that when someone helped me on a one-to-one -one basis in maths I was able to work it out and get through it but there wasn't much assistance in primary and secondary school when it came to you know help. It, you were just kind of left to your own devices yeah. it was just that if you wasn't one of the students who excelled or like they, absolute rat bags yeah they just can't yeah or exactly or the opposite of a rat bag who doesn't do anything you know then you get the help but if you're kind of in the middle they just don't really want to know they're not really interested whether you need extra support or not and it's funny because now on the other side of that going into schools and doing some supply work you know as a supply teacher there's a lot more support these days i've seen more teaching assistants in classrooms so helping true. there still needs to be more but there is a lot more than the time that i was studying it's definitely changed over the years so you know for me sometimes i have to you have to be careful because sometimes it's not actually a limiting belief sometimes it is a difficulty that you have and you need to recognize that difficulty it doesn't mean you can't do maths because i can do maths but you have to recognize the challenges that you face that are inbuilt in your brain mm. you know that affect your life but I think like from what I gathered with w what you've just shared then and reflecting on what other people have shared around a similar thing especially when you're a child is there's like an energy of shame for being different mm. and it's that shame energy um, that shame emotion that seems to kind of like cement something into the auric field which we don't even know what it is. It's like, oh, I'm different. Something about being different is not a good way. Um, and being different is funny because I, I realized I was very different in school, but I didn't know how to voice that difference. I realized I was a, I was a big daydreamer and I've looked into daydreamers and most daydreamers are artists. And of course, later on in life, I discovered that I had a, a creative ability to perform you know and to be an actor also I'm very creative writing um, I've done a bit of poetry as well I've done a bit of journalistic writing so I realized I was more on the creative side and even in my drama class in secondary school in the first class I just managed to do a lot of improvisation and do so much creative work just instantaneously without any thinking it just came to me naturally it, it came to me naturally and um, I didn't know where it came from I was just able to just perform and I I realized that there's channels that are not actually there for us to express different aspects of ourselves in school there's too much emphasis on how well you perform in maths English science and the kind of subjects that people think that matters in society. All the subjects that help business and help the economy are really pushed, but there wasn't much um, artistic avenues to explore. I mean, I did drama for a little bit, but that was one subject. There should be more subjects that allow you to express, you know, the right side of your brain, which is creativity. And I don't think that yeah. there's enough actually come up with a um, like recent science is showing that it's not a, 
a division in the brain at all. Mm. That's just our own, that's like an old Perception, concept now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is quite interesting. But there's all these schools, if you've got money, there's schools like um, Montessori and Steiner schools that do focus on the creative and nurturing the child's inner being. And that's what every child needs, not some sheeple system that just squeezes the soul out of them. Yeah, I think that there needs to be more emphasis on, okay, this student excels in this subject, but he struggles in that subject. So he needs support in that subject and he needs to be pushed and allowed to access this subject. So you don't neglect the other subjects that are challenging, but you understand and provide the support they need to move forward in that subject. But that doesn't seem to happen in, in schools. It just seems that in the schools that I've worked in in London, it seems there is too much of a push for economical um, basis in the sense that, I don't know, if you excel more in maths, you excel in English and these kind of subjects in science, you're respected really well. And there's not much emphasis still on the artistic side I mean even so another example a few years ago there was a lot of there was so many cuts to drama schools mm-hmm. and to so many um, theatres like youth theatres in London because the economy didn't actually believe that those subjects were valuable yeah, yeah they just said okay we're, we're having you know we're going through an austerity so we need to cut back on subjects that are not really valuable to the economy so drama we're going to hit you first because realistically you don't really contribute to the economy which is crazy because when the economy is crap and people are suffering and going through a hard time they need an escape which is all the arts yeah where are you going you're watching television and you're talking about making cuts yeah you're you're broadcasting a message that is on television, which is an art form, saying that we need to cut back on art forms. That's a limiting belief in itself. Exactly, it makes it's no so sense. It's so subconscious. Yeah, and they don't even know the hypocrisy in their own yeah. words. Because without the art, they're not able to actually convey that message in the first place. So yeah. what, what are you talking about? Well, it's not having the grace to know how to express emotion and concepts. That's what art brings. Yeah. It gives people the grace to be able to express it and express it and talk about it, communicate within personally, but also with groups of people, which is what's needed. People need to be able to relate to each other and um, express their own opinion or um, their own preference or whatever it is about situations in the life that we live in with one another. Otherwise, what happens? We end up closing off and becoming depressed and um Mm. and i just want to say that even a politician is an artist but they're ignorant of the fact that they're an artist because they have a an uh, a skill of speaking yes they're an orator an orator is an artist who speaks so can you imagine an artist who has a a vocal ability is telling people that we need to make cuts on other forms of expression yeah. but they're in denial of the fact that they're actually an artist so what? because what I'm trying to say is that art shouldn't art is not limited to the conventional forms of expression so painting you know performing arts you know musical theater opera 
art poetry. is in poetry. It's Magic. in all forms of expression. So even maths is actually an art form as well. Totally. But because we have this limited perception of art, which ties into the limiting belief, yeah. you know, we then can say as a politician or an MP, oh, we're going to make cuts on these forms of expression because they don't have an influence or an impact on the Econom the economy so the mathematical part of society so the business the people that you know that are crunching numbers that are trading shares that are you know pushing the financial side of economy but the arts those formal arts that they're trying to suppress are pushing the financial side because again in order for them to convey the message that they're trying to portray to the people through the television they're again being artists totally Even, and a lot of them are actors you know they're yeah. acting a role in the in the houses of parliament i don't know if you've seen in the houses of Drum. parliament <coughs> sorry when they're you know when theresa may and all the other mps are having a discussion you know in the houses of parliament they're all speaking in an eloquent way and they're all performing so yeah they're all artists but they think their limiting belief is I'm just a formal person representing the people in society and my position is to is to just be that person and not see myself or relate myself to other people who are expressing themselves in different ways that's why people think they can cut off cut off other people's ability to do something because they think that they are separate to them in some sort of way exactly so yeah. and that separation makes them think that they are superior in some circumstances mm -hmm. or inferior or inferior limiting belief yeah exactly in either way of it either side of that coin of being inferior or superior if you're playing out that dimension yeah exactly inferior because you are you perceive yourself as i don't know working class and you think that there's no there's no opportunities for you but there are opportunities for you or you are middle class and you're an MP or you're someone who works in the council and you think you're superior because you have a title therefore you have more access to resources and you think that you're entitled to those resources more than somebody from a different so-called background to you mm -hmm. but they're both limiting beliefs that are really flawed and are actually not based on any truth completely and also if we were going to be really real people in politics get paid ridiculous amounts of money mm -hmm. they could just make the cuts on their pay exactly i you mean know, make it instead of having a three hundred thousand dollar salary exactly i mean the thing about it the reason why that won't happen is because they set their own wage so if i set my own wage yeah i'm not going to cut back my own wage am i and that's that's the problem because yeah. there's no it doesn't appear to be a separate entity that holds them accountable for their actions you're always going to get a situation where you just set your own wage and do what you want yeah you know so that's the problem isn't it or that's or that's a blueprint you know that's like oh well that's what you do why don't i just set my own wage for doing whatever whatever it is that i like to do that mm. i enjoy to do and allow it to be the my blueprint yeah it can be a blueprint but the only difference is is that these people 
gain these positions and then they have access to a, a fund or a pot of money that is paid into by the taxpayer yeah. so the money is already there and then they just set themselves a wage because yeah. everyone pays taxes into this system into that pot a lot of that money's not real anyway no it's not real anyway you know and I was listening to um, somebody's radio show and they were talking about the same thing you know yeah the whole idea that money is an illusion yes it was Maxwell Egan uh, he's got a radio show and he was talking about how money is fiction it's just printed out and it's all fake yeah none of it's backed by gold or silver these days mm. so yeah it's it's all uh it's all based on printing and it's all based on typing numbers into a computer yeah that's what he was saying he was saying that literally they're typing numbers into for example nasa's budget typing trillions of dollars into their account but it's literally just typing numbers, numbers into their account into an imaginary account exactly that's artistic yeah that is artistic <laughs> there's the artistic side yeah, totally that's artistic it is and that's that's the whole drama of it, it, it it's an art form and we need to tap into that art form yeah. of how can we access because if everything is consciousness then i think there's a way you can tap into the financial arena for your own consciousness yeah because that's what they're, they're, they're performing some sort of art form and able to conjure up funds from thin air so why can't we do it if they can just tap belief into that systems. yeah they believe they believe they can do it and that's why they do it and they believe that that job that title that role will give them that yeah and the masses believe that that job that title that role will give them that but their, exactly. their value is that exactly and i do think yeah it's down to people giving them that value you know we give them that value we vote the politicians in power and we give them the value and we say okay we want you to represent us yeah but if we was to represent ourselves then maybe we're able to access these levels of power where we can conjure up finances out of nowhere but i think first is the what's necessary for most people from i mean anyone that's alive is to do some self-work yeah i think the self-work is the most important because you gotta go inside you gotta get rid of all that crap of self-doubt and self-sabotaging thoughts yeah and that's the problem where we, we've, had, we've had that backlog of self-sabotaging thoughts coming from nowhere not coming from nowhere but in because what i'm trying to say is when you was a child you didn't have any sabotaging thoughts it yeah. was imprinted on you when you started to get bullied if you did get bullied in primary school when your parents started pushing you around and telling you to do things and maybe beating you and oppressing you in that way when you didn't yeah. perform a certain task so then you started to go within yourself and shut down who you are to, to conform and play a role you know in society completely so that's where the limits it's almost like um like how people are with their dogs teaching them a new trick yeah like if you get get it right you the dog gets a biscuit or a pat mm -hmm. you know a reward that's exactly how we're brought up as kids too really if yeah. you get it wrong yes you get an ass whipping clip along the ears mm. maybe you get grounded sent to your room maybe worse i don't know yeah Different. because i've seen parents discipline their children and it's always if they don't perform you know in work sorry not in work if they don't perform 
in terms of their homework if they don't do their homework correctly if they don't do well in school then they fit their consequence is to get to be spanked yeah you know to be beaten and it's why is it that they're prepared to physically hit their children for not conforming to the schools and to not i mean how do you know your child is struggling how do you know your child is not struggling with these subjects and they're really trying to do well to more so to impress you yeah but they're struggling inside to actually cope with the work that's been demanded of them but you're not trying to actually understand their life from their perspective all you're trying to do is push them into to the achieve system. into the system especially if you didn't get those grades you're pushing them even more further because you want them to achieve something that you didn't achieve totally in life, that's a know? lot of parents do that so many parents or like you know? to make the most of the opportunity that they never had i'm so proud thing. of my son i'm so proud of my daughter yeah you should be proud but don't beat them up for it yeah don't beat them up for it and try to actually express yourself because then you're going to appreciate your children for being themselves and that's what i think it is where people just beating themselves down or they've been beaten down by their parents psychologically they then just move just imp sorry they then imprint that onto their children totally and impose that yeah. onto their children so then no one is actually able to be themselves and if if Flex. they were able to find who they are and heal themselves mm -hmm. heal the self-sabotaging thoughts within themselves and then learn how to find out who they are they wouldn't actually oppress their children because they'd want them to be themselves and find out who they are yeah yeah it's like our parents say stop crying yeah what's that yeah and that sets stop crying up. stop expressing don't sorrow. express your emotions yeah don't express your emotions because it might be frustration sorrow grief it could be all sorts of things children cry yeah for, all for sorts any of reason things. yeah exactly so but how can you say it's pure Im emotion is e it's in motion you know it's movement yeah it's energy move, in motion yeah. meant to move through us so to like really clog that up by saying stop crying is like stop allowing your life force to move your body mm. and be in tune with your inner intelligence it's like yeah the the foundation right there i think that's where a lot of problems come stop on. crying that's a big one right there that's the moment of the first encounter of trauma i think stop crying you're saying i'm i'm preventing you from expressing emotion because I believe this emotion that you're attempting to express right now is not helpful for you or helpful for them and it's mainly helpful for you in society because we have these stereotypes and if we stereotypes for men in particular mm -hmm. that they should not cry and so the boy is going to be oppressed if he attempts to express you know yes that emotion of cr of crying you know and it's not even gender it's not even it's, it's the same with girls i mean some parents would still say to girls stop crying because it's just the act of crying itself is frowned upon because it's seen as a weakness mm -hmm. you know and they want you to be this robotic strong person 
who just who only expresses laughter, um, happiness, joy, you know, in every single moment. But it's so unrealistic. Like you're a child, you are perfect in the eyes of God, but you've not had life experience to know any of these things. Yeah. So you've like as a parent looking at a child, the children have to express themselves and have to be free because they mm. need to know what the experience is. Yeah. Otherwise it's just it's built on nothing. It's built on unrealistic expectations and pressure. And that's it's true. I, I think that's what it is. It's built on these unrealistic expectations and pressure to perform and achieve these unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And now zap forward, like, you know, from a child to like, I don't know, late teens to like twenties, you're an adult, a young adult that has limitations because of these unrealistic expectations that have been. And what are these expectations for anyway? Because at the end of the day, when most of us grow up, we realize that we didn't enjoy a lot of the experiences in school in the first place. And we're yearning to do something else. Not everyone actually wants to utilize some of the educational tools they gained. Yeah. They want to find something else to do. You know, some people do enjoy the training that they receive from, you know, the school system and go on to work, you know, in the system as whatever role they want to perform, you know? Yeah. But other children don't. They grow up and think, I don't actually want to be a part of any of these subjects that I've been learning, but I don't know what to do. And it feels like I'm being forced to now either go back <coughs> to the educational system to get a piece of paper to then to then work in society. Because there's no avenue that's there that allows you to actually be yourself. So there's there's no one there's no one out there there's no groups out there that, that that have been set up that allow you to actually to be yourself or are encouraging you to be yourself. Everyone is trying to push themselves to find a job in society, but there's no one pushing supporting pushing or supporting right yeah supporting rather people to actually to be themselves yeah. you know. But that in itself, like even the language that we use to describe that is a limiting belief. Maybe it's more about looking for the openings around that, like what you just said then, I could reshape that in my, I could feel that in my body, like, yeah, that feels, my body when I heard you say that, oh, that feels true and that feels like, I feel it's like hard done by. Mm. Or I could go, oh, where are the support? Where is the support? What, what what is the support available for me? And I start mm. to feel hopeful and I start, my body starts to tell me something different. And yeah, because it's back to the limiting beliefs, you know, and I'm just going by a journey that somebody could take because if I take myself, for example, I found avenues to express, you know, my true self. I found the National Youth Theatre yes. and I was able to express myself, you know, through that art form, through acting. Yeah. So there are platforms there, but what I'm trying to say is that for somebody who comes out of the educational system and just wants to do something completely different to the subjects they've studied, or wants to discover who they are rather, 
there isn't a platform for them to to actually discover that oh i think there is because like if we go back to back in my day is that is that a limiting belief yeah is that I my think, limiting belief I think so <laughs> yeah yeah it, it probably is it's yeah, a limiting yeah. belief right now because there's so many more jobs available now like for entrepreneurs even like making podcasts even you know maybe you've got an interest in travel so you end up being a blogger and you travel the world and blog and um, advertise other people's products while you're blogging there's all these different things that never existed when I was coming out of high school mm. so there's all these new ways and there's constantly new ways and even like I remember there was no I didn't know any massage therapists back then it wasn't actually like the career for massage was either chiropractic or prostitute now that is a Whoa. big gap in like Western world, you know, because also indigenous world you have a lot. It's natural. Chiropractic or prostitution. Yeah, that's like a huge gap, but in West in the Western culture, that's it. And I didn't want to be either of those. Mm. And yeah, there was just no way. But now there's all sorts of things you can be go to school and study naturopathy you can go and do shamanic courses mm -hmm. there's no limit you can learn online you can go to a university there's actually no limit and actually even saying that, actually i have seen a big change in schools because in some schools they're even implementing meditation as part of the so curriculum true. so yeah it it is actually changing and that can be a that can be a gateway to finding your yourself yeah and to listening to who you are listen sorry to listening to your inner voice mm. so i have to take that back because there are there are platforms out there even within the school system that are attempting to help children yeah. find out who they are and also too like it's all it's all moving forward it's all you know there's no wrong we're not like you have a limiting belief and it, you have it for the moment then you have a realization and you yeah. go oh wow that was exactly. all it was Exactly. It's nothing to feel shamed about or bad or, or like feel bad to yourself. Oh, I did that to me. No, no. It's just you just once you popped it like a balloon, mm. you just can breathe. Yeah, That's because there is. is that kind of guilt like, oh, yeah. I I should know better. I should know better. I made a mistake. Ah! But that comes back <laughs> to that same programming from the childhood of being beaten don't, or don't cry, you know, having this expectation of unrealistic you should know how to be a human, but I'm five. I've had five years of being a human. Yeah, and I You've think, I think, exactly, I think children should be allowed to just play. Yeah. I'm not saying don't educate children, yes, but I'm saying let them play as well. They, they, are, they are actually children. Five years old is an age of just complete laughter and yes. playing around. Yeah. What is this nonsense well, about you got to do this exam? And you gotta perform this. Why? And most kids want a daydream. Exactly. Like there's an importance in that, as you were saying. It's a connection to the spirit world. Exactly, and that's what I did. I realized that now that I was connected to the spirit world at a very young age. That's why I was daydreaming because yeah. it's like an attempt to tune into, you know, the unconscious mind, which is of course connected to the spirit world. So that's what I was doing that whole time you know and it's that those pondering moments within yourself you know by yourself is just contemplation and it's connection to you know the soul yeah you know yeah but I didn't know that 
then it's it's a realization now and it's a good realization you know of, of respecting and appreciating what you know what i was doing you know in that moment within school and amazing too because like i keep thinking about hindsight because so much has been happening in this last little while oh hindsight is the thing when you've got hindsight you can go wow now it all makes sense um exactly it's when you look back and you realize that's why that happened yeah but in the moment you're thinking what the hell is going on or you're just not understanding what's going on and you're just enjoying the moment or you're not enjoying enjoying the moment and you're just going with the flow or you're not enjoying the moment you're not going with the flow and you don't know what to do yeah and you feel completely lost yeah but then three years later you then say oh that's why i experienced that yeah through the hindsight yeah yeah exactly sometimes too that can be like why people don't um, make moves in their lives like the, that's the limiting belief it's like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do that's the limiting belief I don't know what to do but actually we all, we do know what to do and sometimes it, it's we've had we're so imprinted by our environments and by our um, the belief systems that we just actually need to take a moment to get back into our bodies and and maybe even in nature to be to balance out again and listen to ourselves listen to our body mm. it knows everything that we need exactly how do you think you can listen to your body then i know you just mentioned going out into nature but yeah. how, how do you listen to your body well exercise is a good one exercising breathing once you start to realize the functions the basic internal functions of your body if you mm. start to observe that you observe when you're in an environment oh I'm starting to breathe differently I'm clenching my teeth here I'm tightening my buttocks muscles oh there must be tension here <laughs> why am I stressed it needs to be released yeah, yeah. and then that drives yeah. you to exercise yeah or you're like oh I'm around this group or this um, work environment and I keep getting headaches oh my body's telling me get out <laughs> no you're right actually you know? yeah that's that's the issue yeah it's your body is always telling you through your feelings anyway so you're in this situation it feels good so you continue to be around these people you yeah. know or the opposite happens and then you either continue to be around them because you don't know it's a sign to leave or you get up and walk out of the room yeah exactly you know so i think we've explored several topics we on did limiting beliefs and how you know a part of it could be subconscious like you know we were saying a part of it is subconscious through imprinting and through the teachings of our parents school and the media. schooling system the media and other parts Peers. is just us not paying attention to ourselves and not paying attention to the opportunities yeah and then and then just limiting our own self not knowing that actually observing being self observing observation yeah. is really important exactly all right we're gonna leave it there you've been yes. listening to tamwa thank you and you're welcome and myself anthony brown this was the first installment of limiting beliefs i hope yes. you enjoyed this podcast thank you for listening to us exactly Thank you for listening to us. Until next time, ciao, ciao.